Christmas. Well, thank you. Uh, for those of you who perhaps have only seen me on a computer or television or iPhone screen up to this point in our relationship, my name is Father Cody Owens. I'm one of the three new priests that are here in Muncie, assigned to all three of the Muncie parishes, uh, and I'm very happy to be here. We moved in in August. It's sort of a homecoming for me being back here, and this may well be the first time that we've been able to see each other, and if it is, I'm glad to see you. To all of you who are visiting for the first time, or all of you who are returning after a long time, and to those that are here all the time, thanks. Thanks for being here and for making this a great time to be at St. Lawrence as we gather together to celebrate the astounding miracle of God made man. You are welcome here today. I cannot say that enough. You're welcome here today and every day for that matter. We're happy that you're here, so thank you for being here. I was particularly excited to do a midnight mass. I thought that I had some mood lighting here for a while before and it was another Christmas miracle. The lights turned on during the Gloria. Wonderful. How did it happen? I don't know. As I said, I'm happy that you're here. And I hope that you're happy to be here on this Christmas because, you know, perhaps it goes without saying, but this Christmas is a Christmas like no other. It feels different, doesn't it? We've We've lived through a lot since this time last year. Worry and woe, anger and anxiety. Tensions have been high, countenances have been covered, doors have been tight shut, and few faces glow with the warmth of feeling. No. They glow only with the blue light of a computer screen through which they seek desperately to keep tabs on a world that they fear has forgotten them. Fear, yes. Fear and hope. These are the paddles with which we have been ping-ponged over these last lonely months. It's become cliche, routine, old hat. So perhaps it's appropriate that we, so battered by hopes and fears, bring them to Bethlehem here on this night. Heed the song, hmm? O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. On this Christmas, so seemingly different from every other, direct your eyes and 
focus your mind on Bethlehem, that little town, the place where all human hopes and fears across every age meet and are satisfied. With your mind so focused, allow yourself to imagine, imagine, will you? That first Christmas. See in detail the shepherds in their fields. How are they dressed? What did they carry? What was their last meal? What did they accomplish earlier during the day? What did they think about? What occupied their minds in silent moments? What was yesterday like for them? What did they look forward to tomorrow? These are not legendary characters. They're real men with real families, real concerns. Think about the times, political upheavals, the clashing of cultures, taxes, employment, plague, and leprosy. Some concerns, it would seem, are constant. To them, these shepherds, the world is already old. They wrote it in their own scriptures. They said, a generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new until this night. One fiction writer, Elizabeth Scalia, she writes and imagines the scene of the shepherds on the hills. She writes of upheaval and angelic warfare as the prince of darkness and his demons revolt against the message of the angels who bring tidings of great joy that will be for all peoples. She writes from the perspective of one of the shepherds. She says, the early clouds of evening have given way and all is bright. So what is it that has raised the hair at the back of my neck? Even a placid night has its share of howls and screams in the distance. And yet, there again, a noise at once frantic and angry. It is a sound so eerie and unfamiliar. The growls of defensive, indignant rage and weird guttural shriekings. There is a timbre, a tone that I've never heard before of hellish, ruthless hate something desperate and deep, and it chills all of us to the marrow. My cousin and I seek each other out, and our fathers and the rest arise, and we stand a confused and terrorized guard. 
The harrowing fury is all around us. It seems drawn up from the very bowels of the earth. Yet we do not seem to be directly under siege. The caterwauling makes me cover my ears, but I'm too afraid to close my eyes. My cousin is screaming, though bent prostrate in terror, and the rest of us are rooted where we stand. Above the noise, there comes a snap, a sound like a crackle of lightning, only faster and brighter, and something great and terrible is upon us. The furious tumult that has surrounded us is met with something equally loud, fearsome, but of a different nature. It is the booming, crystalline sound of light, and for a brief moment, it can only be a moment, but it seems to go on into eternity. For a moment, we are encompassed within a battle and a reality that bears no relation to anything we have seen with our eyes or known through our senses or tasted with our mouths. For this brief instant, we are in a place of hair-raising truth of things as they are, visible and invisible, and of a fullness that is absolute. And suddenly the commotion dies, the howling shrieks of rage recede and are silenced, and now there is a hum of vibration growing near and becoming loud as though the very heavens were a hive. There is light building upon light, yet we are not blinded. Before my cousin, something is formed within this light, and it bends toward him. It says, Do not be afraid. His trembles stop, and he looks up. And in this strange new reality of integration, we see what we are hearing and are hearing with our eyes. Behold, we hear, we see. I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you who is Messiah and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And the hive of heaven is rent. The skies are filled with these messengers, these beings, these I do not know what. And the thrum and murmur grows marvelous, bursting into a song of surpassing unearthly beauty. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. We are in the midst of holiness. We are introduced to a wholeness. Earth and heaven, field and sky, this sense of oneness, so much greater than ourselves a resolute invitation away from the inescapable loneliness of our small sect, of our smaller selves. 
it is irresistible. We walk to Bethlehem. And there they found everything just as it had been told them. A holy infant with mother meek and mild. And the shepherds hold their breath, not daring to breathe in the sight of this intimacy. Tears fall down their faces unchecked as they remember the words of the angel. Good news which will be for all people. And they return to their fields, to their lives, as changed men, glorifying God. My friends, this was the first Christmas. Let me ask you a question. What do you think happened to those shepherds on the second Christmas? And the third? On the 30th? This story, this thing, really happened to them. They never forgot. Sons became fathers. Fathers told their sons. Wives and daughters held the message in their hearts. The story was spread and celebrated. A generation passed and another. A century, two, three, a millennium. People remembered and celebrated this one singular night, this one new thing that had ever happened in the entire world. Everything was old, except for this. People remembered and they celebrated deep in dungeons, in throne rooms and castles, through wars and famines, princes and paupers. Explorers on ships, pilgrims in new lands, pioneers in the wild. New tribes and tongues were told the story. Soldiers on battlefields paused their warfare, crossed enemy trenches to sing together of this one night. Those soldiers, they taught it to your grandparents, whom you accompanied to Mass where the mysterious happenings of that night were recited, even to you in this church. Each human heart in history was like the shepherds, sore afraid. Each was filled with, <laughs> with secret hopes. For the glad tidings of the angels were not just for the shepherds. They were for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Messiah, Christ, and Lord. Perhaps, I don't know, perhaps this Christmas is not so different from every Christmas. Perhaps we are different as this year's hopes and fears 
bring feeling back into numb limbs, rush blood into stony hearts, and force open the eyes and ears. Perhaps we have a religious sense that has been deaf for a while. But tonight, we can see Christmas again, for real, like it was the first time. Do not be disenchanted. Watch, look, watch where your hopes and fears are headed. They go to meet all the rest of the hopes and fears of humanity from every age, following the shepherds to Bethlehem, that little town. Tonight, for a moment, allow yourself, be free for a second, be vulnerable, be there, and allow yourself to meet Jesus. And once you've met him, please, please, return to your lives as changed men and changed women. Tonight, do not be afraid. Not anymore. Be of good cheer. Today is born for you a Savior, and He has overcome the world. Amen.